Podcast peeps, before we jump into today's episode, just wanted to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by 1% list Wasatch Front. Guys, the reality is in this real estate market, there is absolutely no reason you should be paying 5 to 6% in commissions to sell your property. So visit www.1percentlistwasatchfront.com and save thousands and thousands of dollars. Feeling the pressure put, I'm in control. Learning the business, I'm putting the work and I'm ready to go. And if you're scared, don't be. Just listen to Tony. What's going on, guys? Welcome into episode number 238 of the Ask Tony Show. Thank you guys for joining me today. I want to share an experience that I had a couple of days ago after having lunch with a lender that operates here in my local area. And the reason why I want to share it is because the way that he is doing things, the way that he's running his business is very different from what I've seen and from the norm. And as you guys know, I always pay attention to that when I see somebody that is doing things differently, that has a different process and that has basically a different view of the world and is having success with a different model. That to me is extremely interesting whenever I come across it in whatever industry that that may be. This just happens to be my industry, the real estate industry. So I wanted to break it down because there are two specific things that I think this speaks to very, very well. Number one, it's how the internet has changed the world. And we hear this all the time and we all know the internet and everything, but are we really using it to its greatest potential? So the internet has changed not only the way that we communicate with the world, but also the way that we run our businesses. And you've heard me say time and time again that I do not feel like, especially in my industry, we have learned how to use the internet appropriately to really scale our companies. And that's one of the main things that this particular lender is doing. And number two, it's that the expectation of the consumer is also changing. They don't care about the same things that they used to care about. And in many cases, we try to form our businesses around the consumer expectation. But when that consumer expectation starts to change, then we need to change along with it. And so I go to lunch. I'm listening to what he does, how he does it, the products that he offers. And there are a couple of things that really stand out to me. And as I go a little bit further into the conversation, it becomes more interesting every time I ask a question. And so first of all, he has year to date, $22 million in deals by himself. So just to give you context, $22 million, the average home price here in my county and my state is depending on which area, I'll use nice round numbers, but it's around $500,000. So if you talk about $500,000, that means he's done over 40 deals in the last seven months, eight months. That is a lot of production for a, for one person. That is a ton. If we talk about realtors, the average realtor sells anywhere from three to six homes per year, three to six deals per year. This dude has over 40 in just what is coming of this year. And so that stands out the volume that he has all by himself. And so as we go further into this, I learned that he doesn't have an office. 
So this idea of office space, and I think that the pandemic really taught us that office space is pretty much BS, but we spend so much money on trying to have fancy offices and these sweet locations. And not that it's a bad thing, but what's interesting simply is that the consumer doesn't care about that. At least most consumers don't care about that, especially the younger consumers. The younger consumers don't care about that. It might be that your parents or my parents would be impressed by a big fancy office, but it seems that the trend is kind of going in the other direction. As you see things like cloud brokerages, different models, certainly something like this, where you can do 40 plus deals in half a year and have no office. So if you don't have an office, how do you meet with people? That was my next question to which my surprise was he doesn't meet with anybody. He doesn't meet with anybody in person because he doesn't have an office. He doesn't even meet with people on zoom. All he does is email and phone, which is crazy. So it's this weird dichotomy between the new digital age, right? And these traditional methods that maybe we don't even use anymore. So that's one of the things that I found so remarkable about his approach is that it's a digital first approach to where the only way to reach him is to fill out an application online on his website. So you go digital first, but then there's no in-person meeting. There's no zoom meeting. There's a phone call, there's emails and he gets people moving. And the interesting thing is that people appreciate this process because it's very efficient. He doesn't make them drive to another city or go to some office somewhere to meet with him. So there's this idea of the value of time. So previously, we would get these fancy offices to try to get people through the door to impress them and try to win their trust that way to do business with us. This dude, and I completely agree, has flipped it on its head. Now, the way that I'm going to get you to trust me is by being respectful of your time, being as efficient as possible, getting this done with as little stress and as little inconvenience to you as possible. And I'm going to save you time. And it works. People appreciate that because they have other things to do. So there's this dynamic of respect for the consumer. And not only is it respect for the consumer, but also it's more efficient for him. He can reach a lot more people because he doesn't have to meet with each one, one by one by one by one. And so you might be thinking, well, how does that work? How does he explain things? You know, if you're not there in person, how does he build trust? And that's the thing, guys. He builds trust through these phone calls, good rapport. But not only that, pretty much every client that he gets is through referral. And his referral network is very vast because he does a lot of networking with realtors and things like that. So by attaching himself to successful realtors, the realtor is the one that is saying, Hey, this is the guy, this is the dude. We got to do what he says because he's going to get us to where we need to go. And so he has no need to, I mean, he has no social media presence. He does no digital advertising, nothing. It is all word of mouth. And so it's this incredible fusion of traditional method with new age digital. And when you learn to have that balance and play that game, you can do extraordinary things. 
So again, he meets with nobody. He doesn't have an office, not even on Zoom. He does not work Saturdays and Sundays. So weekends with his family, he just works normal office hours, which is very rare in the real estate industry for realtors, but also for lenders. We are on the clock all day long. Like if it's Saturday, Sunday, people call us, we have to take that call. But again, it comes from this place of understanding that he's so good at what he does that he can turn off his phone Saturday and Sunday and just say, Hey, call me Monday. And people are going to stay. Sometimes we want to answer the phone 24 seven because we're afraid that if we don't, the client is going to leave. And again, there might be some that will, but most understand the value of time. We're going back to this concept of the value of time. And so they understand that, Hey, it's Sunday. I'm with my family. We'll talk tomorrow. And they don't get offended by that. Most don't get offended by that. So he has established very clear kind of guidelines for himself. He doesn't work Saturdays. He doesn't work Sundays. If there's a problem, look, and this is true even of real estate for real estate agents, the banks are closed on Saturday. There's really nothing that we can do today. Let's revisit it on Monday. And so that is intelligent because it helps them save time and it helps them be more efficient and have these boundaries to where he has his family time and he's not working 24 seven, which can cause other problems. And so he doesn't work Saturdays or Sundays. And quite honestly, he has more business than he knows what to do with. Like he has leads after leads after leads. And so for all of my old school peeps that are still clinging to their fancy offices and even these antiquated bottleneck meeting systems, I know people that they personally, they, whether the broker, the loan officer, they have to meet with every single prospect one by one by one by one. And when you do it that way, you're a slave to your schedule. And I've seen this. I've personally seen this with my own eyes. I mean, dudes that are in the office from 8 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. every single day. And on Saturdays, they're in from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And so they, they're just working so much because they've established this bottleneck system to where they have to be the ones that check everybody off. And it's a physical meeting one by one, so it takes up so much time. So if you have these bottleneck meeting systems, you have to understand these kids that are much more efficient, that do things differently, that don't meet with anybody, that don't care about having an office, they're coming. They're coming. And they're getting more and more market share as the weeks and months and years go by because that's what people expect. Going back to this idea of the expectation of the consumer. The consumer wants efficiency. The consumer wants a referral. The consumer wants to save time and stress. So you can achieve those things to build the rapport that you need to do business without investing so much physical time. And that allows you to scale. That allows you to reach more people in less time with less effort, if you will. So this, I mean, to me, it's kind of this futuristic view of how to do business. It's all digital. He doesn't even use Zoom, but I would make the argument for a lot of realtors out there you can use Zoom instead of physical meetings. It works the same. The pandemic taught us this. So in, in the pandemic, we couldn't meet with anybody. All of the offices were closed. And so we all got very good at Zoom and that became normalized for everybody. And so everybody is now used to Zoom meetings. It's not weird. Pre-pandemic, it might have been. Now things have changed. The world has changed. It has pivoted. And so when 
you hear a profile like this, you might think, man, nobody knows who this guy is. Maybe there's not a lot of trust there, but everybody loves this dude. And he has more business than he can, than he knows what to do with. So then I go a little bit deeper to ask about the way that he advertises. And I kind of hinted at this a little bit at the beginning, but he has no social media. He spends zero dollars on advertising and it's all word of mouth. That's all it is. That's all word of mouth. And again, he's so good that the agents that he knows point to him and they tell their clients, that's the guy, whatever he says, we're going to do. And that is powerful. You guys, that is powerful because we always preach to work by referral and to work by referral, but most entrepreneurs can't do that, or they don't know how to do that. They don't know how to generate the referrals. The way you do it is by number one, being so good at your job that it's undeniable and getting to know as many people as you can. When you do that, the referrals are going to start to come without you even having to ask for them. And so if we dive a little bit deeper into how this dude operates, and again, this is just one example. I'm sure there are a ton of people out there doing innovative things, but this is coming from my lunch that I recently had. That's why I wanted to share it. So point number one, he works in multiple states. So there's this idea of thinking outside of your community, which is very difficult for lenders and realtors to do because we see real estate as a hyper-local business, which in some aspects it is, but now we have people that are pushing the envelope and working in other states. How can he do this? Well, he doesn't meet with anybody in person. They don't have to come to his office and he's licensed in multiple states. So it's the exact same scenario. He sends a link, they fill out the application, he picks up the phone, lets them know what he needs, communicates by email. They don't need to be in his city or even his state. He's closed deals in Seattle and in Texas and in all these other places because his system does not require a physical meeting. So the question would be, how could your reach be expanded if you didn't require a physical meeting? Think about that. In some situations, it could work and some maybe not. Obviously, you probably can't help a buyer that is in another state because somebody has to do showings. There's a way to do that, which I do all the time. But simply the point is, guys, this idea of expanding your reach. So he works with people in multiple states because he doesn't require a in-person an in-person meeting. So he can easily do this. He can make calls and send emails to anybody anywhere at any time. And because his system is set up that way to where it's efficient and it works, it makes that possible. Number two, and this one was awesome. So he leverages other lenders. So how does he do this? His lender, his the bank that he works with is so good and their products are so unique that other lenders want to get in on those programs. So what do they do? They allow other lenders to use these programs because they don't have them themselves. And they're so good. They're so unique. They're so efficient. They're so revolutionary. They really are. That other lenders want to get in on it. So they allow them to do that. But what these lenders do is they use their program, lender A, that this my lender buddy works for, then then comes along lender B. Lender B wants to use lender A's program. So lender A says, sure, you can use my program. So lender B starts to market that program. If they get a client for the program, lender A still runs it. The underwriting and everything goes through lender A and lender B just charges a fee on top. So the origination fee is inflated because they are, they're simply the middleman now. 
what this dude has done is he allows these banks to do this. They do all the marketing. They are expanding the, these programs to the community, but he charges less. So he can always beat them on pricing. So he leverages other industry experts to be able to do his marketing without having to spend dollars. And number three, uh, he does no follow-up. So one of the questions that one of the, the agents that was there at the lunch is, Hey, so do you follow up with clients? If they have like credit repair that they have to do, do you contact them every now and then? And he's like, Nope, I'm too busy for that. I can't do that. I would go insane. I have so much business. I have so many leads that I would not be able to follow up all the time. And so he leverages the realtors to do that. And because he's so good, the agents want to work hard to get their customers ready so that then he can do the loan. So he doesn't have to do a lot of the runaround that some of these other lenders have to do forcefully. He can just pass that on and he gives the agent and the customer their homework list and they get it done. And if they get it done, great. And if they don't, that's okay too. So to kind of wrap up here, lenders and agents, if you have an expensive office or an expensive staff that just eats up all of your dollars and makes you have to charge more. If you only work locally, if you're chasing leads around consistently, if you don't know how to leverage competitors, or if you're married to a team, then you're leaving insane amounts of money on the table. And now we have real world examples of people that are having ridiculous production by themselves no office, no physical meetings, no overhead, nobody to train. It's just them and they're killing it. What can you do in your business to implement some of these concepts? Maybe this might be an extreme example for you, but the punchline is what can you do in your business to streamline processes and allow you to do more? That's the question of the day. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. It means so much to me. If you like this podcast, share it, pass it on. Find me on Instagram, underscore Tony V2. Shoot me a DM. Until next time.